I just got back from the Banff Mountain Film Festival. Held every year in November at the Banff Center in Alberta, Canada, this celebration of alpine culture marks the end of one adventure season and the beginning of the next. After putting in some time at the Mountain Film Festival and Telluride and a few other events throughout the year, I've had a chance to see a lot of movies about athletes and explorers pushing the boundaries of the human experience. But one film in particular hits really close to home. Called Point of No Return, this movie for television produced by Cinder Films depicts the lives of guys I once knew who died tragically in the pursuit of a dream. Mount Edgar, at the edge of Tibet, has never been climbed by its dramatic eastern wall. The east face of Edgar is very imposing. It's scary looking. For a team of alpine climbers, it's the climb of a lifetime. There's not very many chances you get to pioneer a new route in an 8,000 foot face. Yeah! This is like the lost temple of doom. But in this harsh vertical world, it's a razor's edge between triumph and tragedy. There's nothing we can do. Big one coming. Climbers Johnny Kopp and Micah Dash, with cameraman Wade Johnson, were killed in the making of this film. With footage recovered with their bodies, this movie is a tribute to three men who lost their lives while following their passion for adventure. I had the opportunity to talk to producers Peter Mortimer and Nick Rosen to discuss both the risks and the consequences of a lifestyle that is often fraught with danger. Is it worth it living life on the edge? I'm James Mills, and you're listening to the Joy Trip Project. three friends, Johnny Kopp and Micah Dash, who are both world-class professional alpine climbers, and Center Films cameraman Wade Johnson, who is a young guy who called us up a couple years ago and had just graduated from college in Minnesota and wanted to come make climbing movies, and we sort of surprised him by saying, yep, come on out, man. So he was in his car the next week, but, um, you know, Pete and I have been making films with Johnny and Micah for a few years prior to this, and we had a concept for one of the episodes is that it's just, it's the reason why we wanted to do it with these guys is because it's the essence of First Ascent. I mean, here are these two guys going to the most wildest places in the world and finding the craziest mountain face that they can find and going up it in light and fast and adventurous style. And so, you know, for this particular expedition to China turned out to be very fateful. I mean, these guys, after abandoning their objective, ended up getting caught in a massive avalanche and all three of them lost their lives. It was obviously a, a terrible accident for us and something we never expected. So it wasn't the story to begin with, obviously. The story was they go, they climb the mountain, and they're victorious with some laughs and some tears in between. It turned out to be very different. And basically, when we went over there to recover their bodies and the, all their belongings, we ended up 
finding this huge trove of footage that Wade Johnson had shot. It was all in base camp. And when we looked at it, we realized Wade had done this amazing document of their expedition, this, this adventure that they were on in the last few weeks of their lives. And so after consulting with the families and with National Geographic, we uh, sort of almost begrudgingly at first decided to make a story about their lives and their death. You know, having seen the film in and of itself, it's actually very, very, very compelling. And personally knowing the background, I mean, because I was in Boulder with Pete Takeda, you know, that weekend. You know, and, and I, you know, said goodbye to him as he was getting on a plane to China. So I knew the story, but it, I have to assume, based on how you have it set up, anyone watching it on television wouldn't necessarily assume that it was going to end tragically. Right. Well, yeah. that's a... Was that something that was part and parcel of creating this episode? And if so, how was that part of the story? Yeah, I mean, we, so we're working with, you know, creative executive at National Geographic, and so they were really, you know, encouraging us to do this, and they wanted it to be, you know, not a eulogy, like it had to be, tell the story, and so we turned in our first draft, and we were adamant that we had to give away that at least something happens up front. And the executive was, he kept saying, I don't think that's the way to do it. I don't know. And so our first couple drafts, we actually hinted at, that something was happening up front. And then they were just adamant that we take it out. And then we did take it out. And I think it's a bit, it's, I don't, it's a, it's got to be a shocker. I mean, you sit down to watch this story and you meet these characters and hopefully you fall in love with them and you're inspired by them. And I think a lot of people who watch this kind of stuff, they look up to these kind of guys and it's sort of how they, you know, living their dreams. You know, everyone would love to do these sorts of expeditions. And so I haven't heard a lot of reaction from people who just come into it cold. I don't know what the reaction is and I would be, you know, I'd be interested just to hear that. And it's partly the structure of television, too. I mean, we're making these episodes for TV, so there is this kind of pre-title 30-second tease that sort of s seems to hint that something goes wrong and ends tragically. On the expedition, of course, you don't know any of the details. And so I actually like how it turned out. It was something that we were fighting against, but I think, I think ultimately they were right. This was... a just to clarify, a National Geographic creative executive that we were working with on the series. So. Okay. The film itself, I think, does a, a fabulous job of telling the absolute story, but I think it is prophetic of the lifestyle. You know, I don't think yeah. very many people really go into this believing sincerely that it could end as quickly and as tragically and as, you know, and frankly, this is one of those circumstances through no fault of their own. It would have been a different story if, the, if this had, had, had happened while they were making a summit attempt. They had already made the rational decision to come down. All they were doing was cleaning their gear. It was a fateful experience. What do you hope that people will come away with having seen this film and, and hopefully come away with it with an, a better appreciation for what these guys go through? One of the things that we constantly reiterate is because pe sometimes people see our stuff and they're just like, wow, daredevils, crazy, they're suicidal, maniacs. But, you know, we spend time with these guys and we know that they're very smart, uh, calculating individuals who are living life farthest thing from having any kind of a death wish, living life to its fullest. And part of that lifestyle for them is taking on these risks and knowing the risks and mastering their craft so that they can push it 
in some unpredictable environments and and stick it and survive and go back to their loved ones. It does obviously doesn't always happen like that, but in this particular story, it was important for us to put out there and to tell the the real detailed truth, which was that those guys, you know, may have led led a pretty cutting edge, adventurous, sometimes dangerous lifestyle, but in this particular case, they were. They were making the safe call, and it just went tragically wrong. It could have happened to me while I was out there, and I'm not a big risk taker. You know, it was pretty close to base camp, and they weren't even on technical terrain. It was just this, you know, avalanche that happened way up high on the mountain and just just destroyed everything in its path. And so you're in the mountains, things like that happen, and it doesn't necessarily have to do with pushing the envelope. The... Families of Johnny, Micah, and of Wade, they've all, I think, reconciled their loved one's lifestyle choices, and they're creating an enduring legacy with the granting of $20,000 for expeditions in the future. What do you hope that the guys that go out, guys and girls, I would imagine, women as well, that will create a series of projects that push the envelope the way that these guys did. What kind of adventures do you think will come out of the inspiration of the story? Yeah, well, it's interesting because a big half of that grant is going on these adventures, and then half of it is documenting the adventures and telling and sharing these stories. You know, going to coming back postcards from the edge, basically, and it's either through audio, video you know, stills and writing. And it's interesting to me that every, you know, all these sponsor companies and the families and basically the whole community, American Alpine Club, everyone got together and wanted to create this grant. And it was basically the first thing that came up was that there has to be a storytelling component about it because that was what was so amazing about Johnny and Micah is that they would come back even when they would just go off you know for the weekend by themselves on some adventure in Rocky Mountain National Park they'd have a video camera with it and they're always testing ways they could film while they were climbing and they loved sharing those stories I mean Johnny ran the Boulder Adventure Film Festival Micah was going on slideshow tour as a sponsored athlete for different companies that was half the thing for them was sharing those stories and so I think that's really inspirational that's what we try to do as Sender Films is get our cameras into these places and and get our stories into the minds of these people that you don't get to see I mean these guys go off to China nobody's watching them it's remote it's not like surfing at Malibu where there's a thousand people on the beach or something I mean these guys toil in the most obscure places on earth and so that's basically our you know the whole conceit of Sender Films is going there and bringing those stories back and so I think a lot of people just realized how you know with their loss how inspired they are by these guys you know having done that for the last decade and wanting to do that and so I think it's it's cool that other people are trying to do that I think it's a really amazing thing it's like when anthropologists go down into some you know tribe some lost tribe in the Amazon and they bring back you know their writings and their studies and stuff and you know these are some of the great explorers of our time in like the last craziest untouched places so I think and you know obviously with the ease of bringing small cameras and stuff I think more and more people are doing that I think it's really cool
The film, Point of No Return, is part of the First Ascent series produced by Cinder Films in cooperation with National Geographic. You can get the six-episode DVD box set online at cinderfilms.com. For the Joy Trip Project, this is James Mills. Music this week by Jake Shimobukuro. The Joy Trip Project is made possible through the generous support of our sponsor, Patagonia. Check out their latest new media projects and conservation initiatives online at their blog, thecleanestline.com. Thanks for listening, but we hope you'll write. Send a message with your questions, comments, or criticisms by email at info at joytripproject.com or find us on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, take care.